The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we're looking at laws. And we're going to be looking at an idea that can help you if you need a lawyer. We're visiting with Laura Baker from the law firm of John Day Law. Laura, good morning to you. How are you today? I'm doing great, Bart. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, Good to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. One thing that a lot of people don't stop and think about, we're going to be covering today, and that is if you need a personal injury lawyer. If you have a personal injury case and you're looking for the right lawyer to represent you, what do you do? What uh, what do people do normally? Well, um, that's what I want to talk about today. Um, you know, I'll start with just a quick story. When I was a new homeowner, I had a leaky uh, toilet on the second floor of my home and I thought I was going to fix it myself. And so I turned, or I thought, I turned the water off and I underwent repairs and realized quickly that I was not qualified to repair my own toilet. Um, And I resolved to call a plumber the next day. I woke up in the morning to the sound of water dripping in the downstairs of my home. And because I had undertaken to do something that I was not qualified to do, I had not fully turned the water off and I caused a leak that made the ceiling in my house come down. Um, I start with that horror story. Ceilings fixed, bought a different house eventually. Um, But in the law, a lot of people think and I get this all the time from family and friends that all lawyers are built the same, that we all know everything about the law. Um, but just like doctors specialize, lawyers have particular focuses in their practice. So just like you would not hire a dermatologist to perform brain surgery, sure. when it comes to choosing a lawyer for your personal injury case, you want to look for a lawyer who knows personal injury law. Um, and so one of the things that when you're setting out to choose a lawyer for your personal injury case you want to look at is whether or not the lawyers that you are choosing between um, have focused their practice on personal injury law. Um, I'll tell you that we actually get a lot of referrals at our law firm from lawyers that do other types of law, family law lawyers, criminal law lawyers, business lawyers. Um, One of the resources that you may have when you set out to choose a personal injury lawyer, should you ever find yourself in that position, is the lawyers that you know around you and asking them for their opinion of who has the right type of expertise in that area of law to help you. So you see a friend at church who's a lawyer or friend at a civic club you're involved in, and you just ask them. Absolutely. Who could help me with my personal injury law case? Um, you may also have friends who have been through it before, who've had their own case and have had an experience with 
a lawyer in a law firm, hopefully most people never have to hire a personal injury lawyer. They've never been injured because of someone else's negligence. But um, the sad fact of the matter is, is that most people are going to go through that um, at, at least once in their life. And um, and you may not have a basis of comparison because it's not like you're going, um, you know, using a bank and you know that you were treated really well at this bank and now you're going to switch to another. This is oftentimes a one-time decision. Um, and so reaching out to people who have been there and been through that and asking them how they were treated by the lawyer and the law firm and and how they felt about their experience is one way to make that decision. Um, there are lots of um, ways to look uh, for people's opinions about lawyers that go beyond just the word of mouth opinion. Um, there are for everything in this world now, right? There's a review online. Right. <laughs> um, so you can look at the reviews of different personal injury law firms and see what their past clients are saying about their experience with that law firm. Now, if you are on a vacation and something happens to you and you're injured, uh, does that case have to be wherever you had the accident or can it be at home? Most of the time for a personal injury case, yes, it would need to be where you had the accident. There can be other um, rules that allow you to bring it in other locations, but that doesn't mean that you wouldn't reach out to a lawyer in your home state. Um, our firm, for example, we are members of different national organizations. John is a part of the American College of Trial Lawyers, so he knows lawyers in all 50 states that do what we do and do it at the highest level of practice. Um, so even just reaching out to a lawyer or a law firm that does personal injury law in Tennessee um, can lead you to um, a better selection of lawyer, even if you have to go outside of the state to find someone. Do potential clients ever come to you and, and just say, I want to meet you, talk with you about my case and see how I feel about you and maybe you feel about me. Well, and I think that's incredibly important to the process of selecting a lawyer. Um, number one, does the, the lawyer and the law firm, are they responsive to you when you call to ask for a consultation? Are they willing to answer your questions? Are they willing to talk to you about what the law says about a case like yours? Um, and then even beyond that, um, is this lawyer personality-wise the right fit for me? Um, we don't, we all have our preferences of who we work with and who we interact with and per, some personality types are better for certain people. Um, but this is your case that you are trusting a lawyer with. And so you want to feel comfortable that that person has your best interests at heart and has the right training and skills to help you. And oftentimes that comes from a meeting or in this day and age, maybe it's a, a phone call or a Zoom. Um, but having some interaction with the lawyer that you're going to work with, um, because you're going to be with them for a while, even if it's a small case, it's, it's likely to be at least a several month process that you're working with that person. If it's a case that ends up in court, you're going to be with them potentially for years. So you want to feel good about the person who you select to work on your case. And you want to feel good about the people who are supporting that lawyer in the law firm. Um, there are paralegals and other staff members and law firms who you will interact with um, because they are the, the, um, the nurse to the doctor, the, <laughs> the people doing the, um, the daily um, investigative work and file building work. And so you want to feel good about the staff people um, as well who you're going to have a lot of interaction with. At what point after this interaction should you be ready to make your decision 
my attorney that I want to represent me is so-and-so. Well, I mean, I think that um, that that is probably very dependent on the circumstances. Um, for example, sometimes we have people who come to us and they're close to their um, deadline for filing a lawsuit. So it, it really depends on how much time you have to take legal action, how much time you're going to have to search and look and figure out who fits best for your case. But the internet is a beautiful thing now, and yeah. um, or maybe it's a bad thing, I don't know, but there's plenty of information out there. Um, you can look at the lawyer's own biography on their website. Um, you can, again, look at reviews like Google reviews to see what other clients have said about that lawyer and law firm. Um, another thing that you might wanna look at when you're selecting a lawyer is, um, what sorts of accolades or awards have they received? Not all awards are the same though. Um, I can tell you that on a weekly basis, probably I get emails, you know, that you're the best lawyer in the nation. And for the low price of $599, we can give you a plaque that tells everyone that, um, any lawyer can, can, uh, quote unquote, buy an accolade or an award, um, to post on their website, what you want to be looking for are those accolades and awards where they come from a peer review system of selection. In other words, lawyers judging other lawyers. There are a few that, that we think at our firm um, kind of uh, are more worthwhile or more demonstrative of who um, has that experience and training that you want to look for in a lawyer because other lawyers who know what a case should look like, know how a client should be treated, know um, the lawyers in practice through cases or um, just their professional reputation um, have been judged by those lawyers to be among the best. One is um, the best lawyers in America. It's a national organization that recognizes outstanding lawyers in each state and in their particular fields. And that organization uses a confidential peer evaluation to select lawyers. Um, so every year they set out to have the lawyers in the state of Tennessee grade each other and then select those lawyers for recognition that have stood out um, among their peers. The ones who, again, know what a case should look like or know how, um, how that particular lawyer has used their skills and experience to help their clients. And would most lawyers have had some type of grade in that evaluation? You know, I will say that I do not know all the inner workings of how they come up with the list to begin with. Um, so I think that to, to be on the list itself I, uh, probably comes from some um, some research by the organization itself and maybe some nomination process. Um, I'm not sure that every lawyer ends up on the, on the list to even be evaluated to begin with. Now, you mentioned something earlier, which really, I, I, it, it's home. We want to look at everything. We want to evaluate. We want to make the best decision. And that takes time. And you said it depends a lot on how much time you have left to file a lawsuit. You usually have, what, a year? Or is that the minimum? Gen yeah, generally for a personal injury case in Tennessee, it's one year. Now that is, it can be different, for example, if the chi it's a child who was injured um, and that gets a little more complicated. 
um, for medical malpractice or healthcare liability cases, whatever you want to call them, um, there are some strict requirements about giving notice before you can even file a lawsuit in those cases. Um, for construction um, litigation type cases, there can be other limitations called statutes of repose that could bar you from bringing a lawsuit before you even have an injury. Um, so those are really tricky rules, but I think a safe, uh, a safe assumption is that you, uh, you have most of the time at least a year to file that lawsuit. Um, but I think that the, the sooner you consult with um, and talk to a lawyer, the more time you're going to give yourself to make that decision doesn't mean that just because you've called and had consultations, you know, two weeks after an accident that you have to go ahead and make that decision. Um, it, it's probably a good idea to have some idea of what that time frame is going to look like and what the risks are with that time frame. So the sooner the better just to at least have some consultations and figure out what is that time frame for selecting a lawyer. That's what ran through my mind as you were saying, that I could just picture somebody having a, an important uh, issue that's af affecting their family, affecting them perhaps, and they think, oh my gosh, I have three weeks left to make a decision as to what I'm going to do. Well, and for those listeners who have ever sought the assistance of a lawyer and been turned down, the lawyer said, I'm not in the position to help you with this case right now. Um, they have probably got gotten letters from the lawyer and the lawyer says, I can't help you, but your time is probably ticking. You need to act quickly to find another lawyer who can help you because in the back of every lawyer's mind or really in the front of it, we're always thinking, you know, how much time is left to do this? What needs to be done in order to do right by this client and get their case um, taken care of quickly? And for those who we cannot help, we want to make sure they understand the urgency of their situation. A year is actually not that long. Um, it's the shortest statute of limitations in the country. Um, so, so figuring out sooner rather than later who you might want to hire, even if you decide to go it on your own for, uh, for a little while and see if you can get it resolved on your own, going ahead and knowing, you know, when that time comes and I'm ready to hire somebody, this is who I'm going to hire because I've done my research is a good thing to, to start working on. We're going to pause for just a moment. When we come back, I want to get into that going it on your own. That uh, sounds a little scary. It <laughs> almost sounds like you're saying be your own lawyer. We'll find out more about that. Laura Baker is our guest today from the John Day Law Firm. Stay with us. Much more to come. We click in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. As a leader in environmental services, sustainability is deeply integrated into our business model. At Middle Point Landfill, we are environmentalists at heart. We use cutting-edge technology in combination with our deep experience in recycling and waste services to protect our environment and our neighbors. That's our job, and that's our promise. We invite you to learn more about us at middlepointlandfill.com. For public services, we are sustainability in action. Here's a question. What do you want from your electric co-op? Fast response if the power goes out. An app that keeps me informed. Tips to lower my monthly bill. Communication on things that matter to me. Done, 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 done. 
I want to know everything. Everything? Well, young lady, let me show you the MyMTE app. Energy Service Life. That's Middle Tennessee Electric. We're here to get done what matters most to you. Learn more at mte.com. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come shop with my family at 919 Northwest Broad Street here in Murfreesboro. 94% of pet owners say their pet makes them smile daily. Return the favor and come find the things that make your pet smile here at Animal City. If you like pictures of adorable pets like we do, we invite you to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Animal City. Please come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. I'm always one of those that goes on and off diets. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. And you know, at Demas's, one of the things that I started doing because of my own eating habits is, is we have a low calorie menu and a low carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. A wind advisory will go into effect your Friday morning. Sunny skies this afternoon, high in the upper 50s. Tonight's slight chance for rain late, increasing clouds alone near 40. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 38. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Good morning. I'm still seeing slow traffic on 840 going westbound, coming out of Rutherford County into Williamson there in the Arrington community. Again, 840 West is a mess. It's still heavy out here on 40 westbound as you approach Fessler's, Spence Lane, all that traffic coming through Hermitage, Donaldson in from Wilson County. It's still pretty busy on that ramp coming off Vietnam Fence on to 65 going southbound, headed down into Madison. Prince's Hot Chicken is catering. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. You may think money problems are just impossible to fix. Get sound advice with Dave Ramsey one to four weekdays, followed by certified financial planner Jason Qualls at four. Tiffany Smith is our winner today of the birthday banana pudding from our friends at Slick Big Barbecue. Happy birthday, Tiffany Smith. And our good neighbor of the day today receiving flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts is Mark Clark. Mark Clark, congratulations. He works with the young professionals at MTSU, and he's always doing things that encourage them to make the right decisions. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We take text questions on this segment of the show, so if you have a question... Maybe you're in the uh, decision-making mode right now, needing an attorney. We're visiting today with local attorney Laura Baker from the John Day Law Firm. And we're talking about some things you need to think about when you consider a personal injury case. If that's involving you or a family member, you need to make the right decision. And Laura, you mentioned that a lot of people don't they, they wait too long. I mean, they wait till it's almost too late. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but there, I definitely uh, have 
have sometimes been able to help people who have waited till the very last moment. Um, and for other people, we've been forced to turn them away because um, you're, you put your, your case and any lawyer who takes on your case in a little bit of a bind when you shorten the time frame for them to do the investigation and background work that they need to do in order to file a lawsuit um, that is going to, to serve you best in, in the long run. Um, when we, we broke, I had mentioned going at it on your own. Um, I wouldn't suggest that for a lot of different types of cases. Um, but I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, sometimes people are in a car wreck and, um, and they go to the emergency room, they get checked out. Um, they may have a follow up with a primary care provider and, you know, be prescribed some um, anti-inflammatory or muscle relaxer type medicine. And then they're they're better within, you know, three to four weeks. And um, in a case like that, can a can a lawyer help you? Absolutely. We help people with cases like that um, in a case like that is is there uh, some scenario where you might be able to get that case resolved on your own without hiring a lawyer? Absolutely. Um, we, we turn people away um, every week that call us um, with not necessarily that exact fact scenario, but um, we try to give an honest evaluation. And if we think that the person who contacts us is capable of resolving their case on their own without the expense of an attorney, we're honest with them about that. We certainly want them to get as much compensation as they can get. And we want our clients when they pay for our services to have paid for us to do something for them that they're not capable of doing on their own. So there's a small, you know, subset of cases where I think that, um, that a person may be able to resolve the claim without the assistance of a lawyer. Um, and I, I talked about, um, without the expense of a lawyer, that's another thing to be thinking about when you're selecting a personal injury lawyer. Um, almost all lawyers who do injury cases handle those cases on a contingency basis, meaning that they only get paid a fee if they win. Sort of like a real estate agent when they sell your house, they get a percentage of the the sale price as their compensation for the work they did on that sale, either as the buyer's agent or the seller's agent. Um, the same goes for personal injury attorneys. They uh, they charge a percentage of the ultimate monetary recovery as their fee. So you're not paying anything as an attorney's fee up front. Different attorneys charge different percentages. Um, so be sure that when you're selecting attorney, you know what that percentage is. Some lawyers change the percentage in the, um, middle? In the middle. Some some attorneys will start at one percentage and they'll increase it if a lawsuit is filed. Um, so be looking at what are those percentages and um, and it may sound like a scenario where you always want to go with whoever charges the least. I'm not necessarily saying that either. You know, sometimes you get what you pay for. <laughs> um, but um, being aware of what triggers a change in the fee percentage um, and what and what is the reason for that change in fee percentage? Those are kind of questions to be asking lawyers. Um, and sometimes you may want to go with the person whose fee percentage does not change. Um, and sometimes you're going to want to go with the person where it might change. Um, but that's all about making sure you're comfortable with the lawyer who 
you know is going to be working with you on your case. Um, and there's a lot of trust that goes into that relationship. Here's a text from a listener who says that they were involved in a traffic accident and they were injured. Uh, they are feeling much better. And the insurance company is wanting to settle at this point. They are concerned that down the road, a year, two years, or whatever, that they may not be feeling much better. Uh, do they have any recourse? So when you settle a personal injury case, you, you are going to be asked by the insurance company to sign a release of all claims. And that goes for all claims that you have now and all claims that you might have in the future that you're just not sure about right now. Um, so that's one thing to be thinking about in whether or not you need to hire a lawyer or not. Do I understand <laughs> what I am um, what I'm agreeing to when I settle my case with the insurance company. Um, and I'll tell you that we talk to people all the time who already have been negotiating with an insurance company and they call to ask us, do I need to hire a lawyer? I'm not sure. Um, and, and it's case by case. I can't tell you how we respond to every single one of those, but there are times where we'll tell the, the potential client, listen, you, I don't think that you're going to do better to pay us a percentage of your recovery based on the information that you've given us. Sometimes we look at it and say, whoa, they're, they're, you're, you aren't getting what is fair here. And here's what you're not thinking about. And, and they know the insurance company has professional negotiators, professional investigators. They have lawyers on their team. Um, and so at a minimum, getting the advice of a personal injury attorney, um, even just a consultation, most of the time it's a free consultation, to understand what all goes into resolving your personal injury case and, and questions just like that. What happens if something comes up in the future? It's good to at least make that phone call. And an honest lawyer will tell you when they don't think that they're going to be able to make a difference in your ultimate recovery to jump in and help you with that claim. This person is mentioning again that uh, they said that the expenses are already starting to build up, not only medical bills, but repair of the car and stuff of that sort. And the people who are owed the money are wanting their money and they're getting pretty verbal about it. Uh, and they want to try to get all of that behind them so they can move on with life but they also are concerned that down the road, maybe they might have to have another operation uh, to resolve some of those health issues that haven't uh, surfaced yet. I would highly recommend reaching out to a personal injury lawyer and giving them, having a consultation with them and, um, and having a back and forth where you can do more than we can do right now, sure. but go through what are the injuries, what's the treatment, why do you think there's going to be a future um, procedure and let's talk about what the expenses are and why people are are asking to be paid and um, and get some more specific advice than I could give you sitting right here this morning. But this is a great um, a great example of why I think it, it is never a bad idea to at least make that first phone call and have that consultation. Look around, see who you want to talk to. Um, set up a time um, for a consultation, phone, in person, Zoom, whatever your um, preferences and the lawyer you select availability and get some advice before you sign anything. Okay, we have another one here. This one is from a person who uh, was injured in a drugstore. They said that some of the items on the shelf 
fell uh, and and hurt them. Uh, they not bad injuries, but uh, it it caused them to be out of work for some time and also some inconvenience and some pain. Uh, and they're wondering, do they need to get an attorney or should they? Uh, try to do it on their own, as you suggested. <laughs> um, and uh, I would say that you need to consult with an attorney to see whether or not it's something that you could, quote unquote, do on your own. Um, when I mention that, I don't mean to suggest that it's a good idea to go out on your own and do it. I really mean to suggest that there are some cases where it is straightforward and the injuries are not um, catastrophic. They are things that have resolved fairly quickly. And if you're going to pay an attorney one third of, of the recovery versus the insurance company is offering you X amount of dollars, it's really a math problem. And having a consultation with the lawyer can help you with whether or not you're going to get at least enough more to have made it worth your while to have hired a lawyer in the first place. I can tell you, though, that I've had clients in the past where I've said, listen, I think that I'm not going to be able to to do better than you've done for yourself. Great job. Think about going to law school. You've done a fantastic job for yourself. I don't think I can make it make it better for you. I'm going to be honest. I don't want you to pay me. And then at the end of the day, say, well, you didn't get me any more. Um, and I've had some clients say, I don't care. What I want to know is that the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed and that everything that I was supposed to make happen and they were supposed to make happen because of this insurance claim happened. And so even if I come out at the end of it less than I would have otherwise or even to what I'm already at, I just want somebody to guide me through the process and make sure that everything was done right. And that's a perfectly rational way to go about it, too. It's really your own tolerance for being um, the person to resolve your claim. Um, That always takes me back to my plumbing example. It was very traumatic for me when my ceiling came down in the middle of the night. Um, But, you know, sometimes my husband the other day, we were getting our toilet fixed and he said, well, I, I could. I could try to fix it. And I said, no, <laughs> been there before. not doing that again. <laughs> We're going to pay a professional to do it. <laughs> we have a, another note here from a listener who says, you know, we all have cameras with us all the time with our phones. Uh, if we are injured either in a store or on the roadway, should we try to take pictures of that? It really, um, you know, this is like the classic lawyer response, and there are probably tons of memes out there about it, but I'll say again, it depends. I mean, if you're really hurt and you need medical attention, you can't be out there investigating your own um, injury. If you get a slip and fall in a store and um, and while you're waiting for for medical attention or someone to help you up, you snap a picture, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Um, but most stores are going to have surveillance cameras. Um, and so it may already be captured. A lot of their employees are required to take photographs after, um, something happens. So if you aren't in a position to snap that picture or have a loved one or even another customer snap some pictures for you while you're laying there, that's understandable. There may be other places where that information can be gathered. I will say that if you are injured um, in a store or anywhere where there might be surveillance cameras, that is a time where you do want to be requesting that the store or the location save the video footage. 
do not delete. <laughs> um, because most surveillance systems work where the camera's right over themselves. They're recording continuously. And once they get to, you know, a lot of times it's, it's 30 days at the 30 day mark, it starts back at the beginning and starts erasing um, the tape. Um, and recording over it. Um, for some systems, it's shorter than that. So that is why you always want to be asking for video to be preserved. For clients that contact us early enough, we're the ones who are making that request and making sure that the other side is on notice that they need to be saving um, valuable video footage. And that's, again, you know, just looking at this, since you are not a lawyer, I mean, the person who's injured, you are not a lawyer in most cases. So it's good to know that somebody is looking out after you. And you mentioned about uh, letting them know, save that video, uh, you know, because it could erase itself. If there's no video, and if it's not in a place where there would be video, but there are staff members of that establishment who have helped you when you fell or whatever you did, uh, would it be good to ask the uh, the business to keep a record of that person who helped you because you don't know if they're going to still be working there absolutely 30 days down the road yep absolutely and um and i wouldn't take for granted i i mentioned that a lot of times the store employees are required to take photos by their own policies i wouldn't take for granted they're gonna do that um and the same goes for an incident report most places these days i if I help somebody with a trip and fall or slip and fall, there's some sort of incident report who, who record that records which employee it was. Um, but I wouldn't take for granted that that's happening. Um, and it's not even necessarily a situation where it needs to happen right then, right there. I mean, if you've had a horrible, you know, fracture or some kind of traumatic injury from a fall, maybe you can't deal with that right that second, you know, you're just trying to get medical care and get to a hospital um, that's something though for a loved one or a family member or even yourself if you're able um, to make contact with the store the next day or the day after or the day after but sometime um, close in time to when it happens so that valuable evidence doesn't go away and you can get those details of when you say valuable evidence doesn't go away video do you think people's businesses sometimes quietly try to make it go away i won't make that accusation uh, uh it could happen but i mean it could happen um i would just say the more common scenario is that the surveillance equipment is set up to where it will record over um over the previous day or over the previous week or over the previous month and every surveillance system i've dealt with a lot of them in a lot of different cases and they're all built differently it used to be back in the day um that i could be assured that there would be at least 30 days but before video got written over that's not the case anymore it really has to do with the memory on the hard drive itself and what how many cameras they have and how often it's recording and um, there's a lot of factors that go into how long surveillance video um, will be available. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. We will be back and continue the conversation. Laura Baker, a local attorney, is with us from the law firm of John Day. If you have a question for Laura, get it in quickly. This is our final segment 
don't let it slip away. The GNS in our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. Now more than ever, count on WGNS. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your clothing, gift, pets, any needs that you have for your lawn or garden, and also don't forget anything you need for your farm. Please come visit us at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Where are you located? 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Do you have to be a member to shop here? You don't have to be a member with us to shop. The Co-op Farm and Home Center on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at getsthealthcare.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, Broadcasting to every nook and cranny of Rutherford County's 618 square miles. FM 100.5, 101.9, and AM 1450. This is the final segment, so don't let it slip away. The number to call to text your questions for Laura, 615-618-1450. And as people are talking with you, trying to decide what they should do. Are there any red flags that people should be aware of or that you are aware of? Yeah, I think there are a few different red flags you should be um, looking for when you're considering who to hire as um, your attorney. Um, Number one, in a personal injury case, I think that it should be a red flag for you if a lawyer tells you in that first phone call, just based on the limited information that you've given them, how much your case is worth, how much money they can get you. Um, being able to give a client an idea of the range of reasonable results and fair compensation for what they've been through um, can only come after a reasonable investigation in the case, gathering pertinent information, for example, the amount of medical bills, how much the lost wages are, what your future life care needs may be, the cost of future procedures. So if a lawyer is quoting you in the first call, like this is how much your case is worth, or I can get you a million dollars, that's a red flag. Uh, Because, you know, they might get lucky and it be correct. um, Or it may just be a tactic to persuade you to hire them. Um, Another red flag I would look out for are lawyers who proclaim to have some special relationship with the judge. Um, (laughs) Judges have an ethical obligation to not allow their relationship with lawyers to affect how they handle a case. So, I mean, lawyers and judges, we know each other. um, And to be sure, judges respect some lawyers more than others because 
you know, they're going to respect the lawyers that show up on time, who are well prepared, who conduct themselves ethically and honestly, who respect the court and the legal process, um, who do good work and who are good advocates for their client. Um, but that judge is not to to treat uh, or is not to take into consideration a personal relationship with a lawyer um, or um to treat the case differently just because there's some special relationship between the judge and the lawyer. Um, so any anyone that's touting that as a reason that you should hire me, um, I, that would be a red flag to me. Um, I'd run away. <laughs> yeah. Quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I would, I would be careful about that. And I just think any lawyer who promises that they can, quote, win your case, um, that's not to say that there aren't cases where you're going to have a lawyer say, I think that you've got a good case here and that this is something that needs to be pursued. And I would be happy to help you to pursue it. That's fine. Um, there's nothing that that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for a lawyer's evaluation based on limited facts of whether you should move forward and hire a lawyer. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more about guarantees um, because at the end of the day, there are no guarantees of anything in life, really. Um, but um, even more so, like I said before, on the amount of a result and based on limited information, um, things can change over the history of a case. You could get into another wreck. Everything that happens between the time of the wreck and the time the case is ultimately resolved can either increase or decrease the value of a case. Um, so being able to predict what that is on the front end is, um, is not something that I think would, uh, would, it would be something that would give me a red flag if somebody was predicting that. Um, with the exception of when there's a, a situation where there's limited um, insurance available, then a lawyer may tell you, look, it looks like there may only be $25,000 of insurance. Here's what I can do to help if that's the situation. So um, they would know that in advance if a person has hardly or if they don't have any insurance. Right. I mean, potentially there's situations in an automobile case specifically where they may they may have um, an idea of what the limited insurance could be. Um, or, you know, if it's no insurance or somebody has hit and run, so you have a John Doe defendant they're going to know the outer limit of insurance based on your uninsured motorist. That's different than saying the value of your case. That's saying what's collectible in your case and how the lawyer can help you in a bad situation with limited, um, with limited potential um, insurance money to recover. What can the lawyer do to help maximize your recovery anyway? Um, but I'm going to get you a million dollars. We're going to win. <laughs> or I'm a friend um, of the that, judge. <laughs> yeah, or I'm a friend of the judge. Those are some things I'd be looking out for as red flags. So be aware of those. But again, it's important for you to be comfortable with the attorney that you select and uh, give yourself time to make a good decision. Don't don't give yourself uh, 30 days and, and your statute of limitations over. Absolutely. There's no reason not to have that consultation early, even if you, like I said, want to delay it for a while and see what happens and um, and make that decision a little bit um, further down the road. That's fine. But be doing that research and figuring out who you might want to hire earlier just in case. 
you end up in the situation where you do want to hire a personal injury attorney. Now, that's only for some cases. I mean, certain cases, you're going to want to get a lawyer involved on the front end. Now, um, do you do you usually do the people who talk with you usually make a decision relatively quickly on uh, having a lawyer or not? Or do they want to talk with several lawyers before they make a decision? How does it work? I would say it's all it's all over the place, honestly. I mean, a lot of people do. They've done their research. They've done their homework. They know who they want to hire, and they make a they make their decision, and they don't look back. Um, a lot. Some people are um, early enough on in the process and are um, are focused on or not able to focus on on hiring an attorney yet because they're focusing on getting their life back together um, with their injuries and so they're more deliberative and and need more time and then you've got the folks who you know maybe feel like they um, aren't ultimately going to want to pay an attorney to help because they don't have a very large claim and they think they can get it resolved on their own Um, and that's you know we see that too. On today's program, we've been talking with local attorney Laura Baker with the John Day Law Firm, and we've talked about what you should do if you're selecting an attorney for a personal injury case. This program is in a podcast format, so if there's something you want to listen to again, it is available. Laura, thank you. 